Welcome to CEO of Your Household, the podcast where we empower moms to transition from career CEOs to household CEOs. I'm Lindsay, your guide to flipping the script on outsourcing motherhood. Join us each week as we embrace traditional family life and redefine motherhood in 2024. Get ready to take charge, transform perspectives, and elevate the narrative of staying home. Welcome to the journey of becoming the CEO of your household. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be joined with you guys today. I wanted to talk about the horrible thing that we all do to ourselves, and that is comparing. I took a week off of social media and it was the best week I've had in a really long time. A lot of my anxiety went away. I felt like I could think clearer. I just felt more calm and I filled my time with a lot of things that just brought me some peace and stillness and it was like life-changing not being on the social media platforms. I feel like nowadays it's so hard not to compare yourselves with other people because we are constantly bombarded by images of people's highlight reels. And I know we all know that. Like we all know that Instagram isn't real. Facebook isn't real. Like none of it is actually real. It's obviously the things that everybody's posting that are good about themselves and maybe a trip that they went on or a new car that they bought or their dream house that they're closing on. And I feel like it's so easy to get stuck in this trap of feeling like you need to compete with somebody that you didn't like haven't even met in real life. There are people that we follow that we don't even know on a personal level And yet we let their lives influence ours in such a dramatic way. And it's so wild how we are as people and just humans that that is something that we like compare. We compare a lot. And I think it comes back to like survival, like back, you know, when we were living in tribes and things like that, like we did compare because obviously that like helped us to survive and survival of the fittest and all of that stuff. We wanted to be liked. And back when, you know, we needed other people to get food and shelter and actually have the necessities of life, we needed to be welcomed by others. We needed a tribe. We needed people that were going to help us to stay alive. And so I think it's obviously a very old narrative. I think it's something that's ingrained in us and I don't think it's going away, but I do think that it was there for survival instincts. We wanted to be liked and fit in and accepted. Otherwise, if we weren't, we were obviously outsiders and one person as an outsider, you know, back in the day when we had to hunt and gather and make our homes out of sticks and mud, like we weren't going to survive. So I think we take that into today and it's really hard to not get caught up in keeping up with the Joneses and what everyone else is doing and really starting to feel like maybe you're a failure or you should be doing more or there's constant pressure to get out there and, you know, make a whole bunch of money and things like that. And it's really hard, especially as a mom 
Um, you know, I don't know if you guys follow me or know my story at all, but I used to be a entrepreneur, a business owner, and I made a really good income. You know, I made six figures and I was very self-sufficient. Um, and I met my husband and together, you know, we had a really good income, but I, after having my daughter, I really wanted to stay home with her and it's not something that I would have ever imagined for my life. I've never, ever been somebody to say that I wanted to stay home and I was not even somebody who said that I wanted to have kids. So for me, this has been like the biggest life change, a humbling experience and one that I feel there have to be other women out there that are going through the struggle that I went through of feeling like I needed to be home with my daughter and raise her because that's where my value lied. That's where the most important thing in my life was and that nobody else was going to care for her and love her and take care of her in the ways that I would as her mom. And outside of all of that, you know, there's all there's a lot of things that kids need um, when they're young, growing up and stable environments and things like that with their parents. I think that as a society, we've really outsourced, you know, motherhood. You hear me say that a lot, but it's true because we've made it that other people can do our job. And, you know, the statistics are really high on kids who go to daycare, have nannies, like the attachment that they form when they're young. And I know a lot of people aren't really educated on childhood development and attachment, and it's nothing of their fault. I think, you know, ignorance is bliss. And sometimes I wish that I knew less than I know, because it has definitely impacted my ability and my willingness to go out there and like make money in the world. And it's put me um, in a position where I feel like I have so much value at home that nobody else could fill. And so with that comes a lot of responsibility and it comes a lot of sacrifices because obviously I'm not, you know, able to leave my house and go do my business like I was doing before because I have a daughter and where does that leave her? You know, so the statistics of kids that have nannies even like, If you have a nanny, the thing with nannies that I have heard from a lot of parents, friends, you know, just people that have children, young children that aren't in school and and they have a full-time nanny at home, um, there's one, they're one person. So they're very inconsistent. Um, They get sick like we do. They have family emergencies like we do. They are humans just like us. And so not all the time can they be there when they need to be there and you need to go to work and so what do you do when your nanny doesn't show up and now you don't have anybody to take care of your child I think that's why a lot of people um, stray towards daycare because it's consistent you know that they're always going to be open there's always going to be somebody there to watch your kid they're never going to turn you away and so the consistency is there but also it is a lot more affordable than a nanny because obviously when you have a nanny you're paying somebody a salary essentially to watch your child and at a daycare you know they're paid by the company which that's a whole nother story because I feel like people who work at daycares are completely underpaid and that just breeds a lot of fear in me as to like the type of care that your child is getting because I know for me when I put my daughter in daycare for two months back when she was four months old, I 
toured a few of them, right? And there was some that like I walked into and I was like, I would never drop my kid off here. Like I would feel like the worst parent on planet earth if I sent my kid here every day. It's disgusting. The people don't like pay attention to the children. There's like just nasty, dirty stuff everywhere. Like I walked into one daycare place, you guys, and this lady was... She was the only one in the room, which I think legally there was supposed to be another person in the room with her for how many kids she had. And again, my daughter was an infant, so she was four months old and all the kids in the room were infants. If you've ever taken care of an infant by yourself, you know it's a full-time job. How in the heck does one person have like 10 to 15 kids in the room by themselves? There's no way. There's kids definitely sitting in their own crap. I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> like there's no way they could change the diapers and, and tend to everyone's needs and feed everybody and be on everyone's schedule and give them the kind of care that they actually need. So I toured this place and this lady, she was all by herself. She was probably like young, like early 20s definitely didn't seem like she loved her job seemed like she was there to collect a paycheck which unfortunately most are and she had crocs on which i have nothing against crocs i own a pair of crocs and my husband absolutely hates them but i love them okay they're very comfortable my brother always says that there's two types of people in the world either people who own a pair of crocs and people who've never put them on so just gonna lay that one to the side but she had these Crocs on and she had a baby in her arms. It was like about to be nap time. She's trying to get everyone to go to bed. These kids are like laying in like random cribs that honestly gave me like, uh, like, what do you call it? Orphanage vibes because they were just random cribs that like, you don't know who has laid in them and they just use them for everyone. So it was just, ew, it just grossed me out. And then this baby was like, there was kids laying on the floor. Like, I guess they take nap time on the ground, which also did not sit well with me. So she had her dirty Crocs on and this baby's like sitting in this bouncer thing and she's like moving the baby back and forth in the bouncer with her feet and then has a kid in her arms. And she's like talking to me about this daycare and I'm looking at her like nothing she's saying is like actually getting into my head, right? I'm just repulsed by the whole thing i can't believe that this woman's wearing dirty shoes four inches from this kid's face and like rocking him i'm a germaphobe i don't know about you but that stuff grosses me out like <laughs> when my husband wears his shoes in the house i'm like please take those off why are you bringing this stuff in the house it's so disgusting like germs move okay germs move he also puts his dirty shoes you guys in his gym bag which is all another story but it's so disgusting because he brings his lunch in his gym bag and like sometimes I'll give him like a fork or a spoon and I see him like throw it in there and I'm like ew ew germs move okay so back to daycare um that was my first experience touring a daycare and I was so scared the pricing was great but we could understand why so then I toured another daycare that was like double the price and it was more of like a academy, you know, like university. They have like all these funny names for them trying to make you think that they're like some prestigious daycare. And so I I did like that that one had uh, 
a code that you had to put in to get into the daycare so the doors were always locked the other one did not and it was right by a street I feel like the kids could easily walk out of that place I walked in and was wandering around nobody knew I was there it was actually really scary because I'm like anyone from the street could just walk in here and god knows what could happen so I did like that they had the lock on the door um and it appeared cleaner like they had two people in the infant room which I did appreciate for the you know the number of kids in there the other lady told me she was supposed to have someone else in there but she had just quit so she was kind of like overworked and I'm like is this even legal so the other place they made them put on like those little hairnet things on their shoes so that they didn't um put germs all over the room which I mean with infants they're crawling on the ground they're rolling on the floor like they are 120 percent touching all the bacteria on the ground so you would think that they would be like a lot more clean and have sanitation so that I did like um and you know but we we met with the principal or headmaster I don't even know what they call these people at daycares you guys but the person who's in charge she gave us a tour of the place but did we ever like interact with the actual people that were going to be in the room with my child no do I know anything about them no I don't know their names I don't know like anything about their history where they've worked background check like none of that I'm just hoping that the daycare does their due due diligence right but again I just don't feel like the kids are getting the individualized care that they actually need and I wish as a society we taught people like what's actually going on in childhood development when kids are young because there's so much more to it than we actually think and we know And unless you're like somebody who geeks out on that stuff or is really interested in it, I feel like nobody talks about it. And so, you know, your baby is learning attachment style, which is huge. Honestly, from I think it's zero to five or maybe zero to seven, I could be wrong, so don't quote me, but children learn like a lot of stuff. I wish I had a percentage for you. It's probably somewhere in the 90s, but they learn so many things that shape who they're going to be as adults, how they're going to interact in their relationships as adults, who they're going to marry, essentially, how they're going to allow a man to treat them, how they're going to feel, you know, um, about being accepted in friend groups and things like that. Like there's so much that goes into it. And I would love to do a podcast one day about all of the childhood development stuff that I've learned, but I would definitely need it to be written down and I don't have any notes today. I'm just free free flowing here. So um, that I think has really opened my eyes on why I chose to be a stay-at-home mom and outside of everything, of course, no one's going to care for your baby the way that you are, but more so knowing that these years are so important developmentally and I can't undo them I can't go back I can't erase things I can't you know get the time back that I missed and that has really become my why and every time I think about you know maybe working outside of the house or doing something else I'm always constantly thrown back into well what would happen to Logan like what about Logan 
Logan is still around. She needs somebody to take care of her. I'm not going to put her in daycare and I'm sure as heck not getting a nanny. So no, it's not my season. And I hope for all of you listening, if you have youngins or maybe your kids are older now and they're in school and you feel like you have flexibility and you can go work while they're in school or whatever, like by all means, I'm not saying that this has to be a lifestyle decision that you make for the rest of your kid's life. I think that there are seasons where it is much more important that you are home and present with them. Um, And so don't think that I'm saying like, oh, if you have a kid, like, you need to be home with them 24-7 from the minute they're born. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, And I realize that everyone's situation is different. But my goal is to really help moms see the why um, of staying home in the young years or maybe even in the elementary school years. Or, you know, like, I would love to work maybe really part-time, in the elementary school years or not at all just so that I can be there for everything that my kids doing and needs and yes it's a sacrifice yes some people might say like this is toxic motherhood you're completely losing yourself and becoming um so invested in them that you don't even have a have like your own life and whatever but this is just my path it's my journey it's what I feel like God's led me to and For me, like, this has been placed on my heart so strongly that, again, like, it's something that I love to share about, and I just feel like there has to be other women in the world that are feeling the way I was feeling when I was dropping my kid off at this daycare and going to work all day long and then coming to pick her up and she was exhausted, and I was missing out on everything, like, everything, okay, and there are hard days, there are days where I'm like, crap, maybe I made the wrong decision, and like, being at work today would be really nice, but then she goes to bed, and I look at pictures of her, and I'm sobbing, because she's grown up, and she did this today, and I'm showing my husband, like, what happened today, and look how cute she is, and look what she said, and, and like, I'm like, oh my god, I would miss all of this, so, even on the hard days, I am humbled quickly, and reminded why I'm doing this, and feel so very grateful, overwhelmed, and passionate about helping other moms learn their why, that they should be home with their babies or want to be home with their babies, and that it's okay to take a step back in a season to be with the most important thing that you can do when your kids are young. And so for me, I I understand that there are women who are in relationships that, you know, maybe your financial situation is that you need two incomes. Maybe, maybe you just think it is. Maybe it not, maybe it isn't actually. Maybe you've become so accustomed and used to two incomes that you don't even know what it would look like to live on one. Um, I think we've been so ingrained in our brains that like, you know, there's like this boss babe mentality and like women can make more than men and feminism's a thing and like strong women like earn an income and have a purpose outside of the home. And, you know, we've really outsourced the importance of like our children and really emphasize the importance of career. And I wish someone would have told me in my 20s that there will be nothing more important than your kids once you have them and all of this work that you're doing in your 20s will be for nothing basically because you'll want to be home with them when they're here 
And so like the grind and the hustle and the boss babe mentality that I used to have, it didn't help me. Like it didn't do anything for me. I mean, I think I'll always have an entrepreneurial uh, attitude and like spirit. I'm sure that's why I'm like doing this whole endeavor right now. But I feel like it can be toxic and it can really steal years from people's lives and the time and importance of a chapter that they can't get back. And that is so heartbreaking. Like to think that I could have got caught up in the boss babe mentality, the hustle grind, work harder, produce more, dream house, this and that culture is absolutely scary because I would have missed my daughter. I would have missed her growing up, her informative like years and all of the importance there. So that leads me to social media in 2024. And what do I mean by that? Um, I got into a conversation with a friend the other day about how when I took that break from social media, I felt such a relief and it has sparked me to like unfollow a bunch of people and I'm in this like phase chapter, I don't know what you want to call it, um, where I have realized that there are things that no longer like suit my lifestyle or they don't serve me in any way. And so I'm cutting them out. Like I'm getting rid of, I'm like purging. I'm in my purge era. Okay. That's what I'm going to call it. (laughs) The purge era. I've purged physical items. Okay. I've purged like clothes that I'm like, I'm never going to wear this again. I'm a mom now. And I don't mean I have to look like I'm dressed like Amish. Okay. I'm just saying that like, there are things where like, if I bend over to pick up my toddler because she's constantly running around, you're going to see things that you don't want to see. And I'm not into that anymore. So that's not me anymore. We're saying goodbye to that. We're leaving it in my twenties. I am 31. I am a grown woman. I don't need to be wearing stuff like that. So there's things that I'm getting rid of physically. I've been cleaning out and like really purging um, excess, a lot of just like clutter and stuff and and things that I've like accumulated over the years that aren't serving me any longer that I feel like are really um, clouding my creativity and my mind. And I feel like as women, we like have tabs open in our brains all day long, multiple tabs. Men compartmentalize everything and they need to like put it up on their shelf and put it away and then like take the next thing out for the next topic. Like that's not us. We are literally a browser that has 25 tabs open and the rainbow wheel spinning because we've used way too much of the memory or data or I don't even know how computers work, but that's where we are. And so for me, decluttering and getting rid of all of this stuff is helping me to close those tabs. It's freeing up space in my mind where I can start to focus on other things or feel like everything I have, I love. Everything I have has a purpose. Um, I'm not like minimalist going that route, but I'm definitely purging and it feels so good. So with social media, I think I've become like such a consumer 
and I consume physical things like I was saying like shopping but also we consume a lot throughout the day as far as like information goes and we're bombarded by these pictures and these stories and like I don't think we realize what it's doing to us I think we do but I don't think we take the time to really like set aside like wow maybe I'm feeling anxious because this person in I don't know, Paris is doing better than me and I've never even met them before, but I love the car they drive and now I feel like I'm not doing enough. Or, you know, Susie in Florida just bought her dream house and I just moved into an apartment to downsize because my husband and I are paying off debt or whatever the case may be. You guys, we don't know these people's journey We don't know what their finances look like. We don't know what they've done to get there. We don't know what their relationships look like. Maybe their relationships are complete and utter garbage, okay? But they live in this multi-million dollar house. Are they happy? I don't know. Probably not. So it's like, I just feel like maybe we're putting the importance on external things way too much. And we need to be starting to realize like, are we happy Let's not look at what everyone else is doing. We're so consumed with what everyone else is doing and we're not even consumed with what we're doing. We're not looking inside. We're not reflecting. We're not having like quiet time with ourselves and letting what's inside come out. What are your goals? What are your ambitions? What really makes you cry? What are you passionate about? What is something that, you know, you want to accomplish? Not what, you know... Kelly and and Danny and whoever else is doing over there you know yeah that looks great for them but like what do you want to do what passions what like talents and things has God given you and laid on your heart that you can put out into the world what story have you gone through have you walked through because your story is going to be different than someone else's story And even if your lives look similar, they're going to be different because you're different people. You have different people in your lives and maybe you might live on the same street, but you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors, you know? And so it's so silly that we even compare ourselves to people because we will never ever be the same. Even if we have everything the same physically, we'll never be the same. Because maybe she's two inches shorter than me or maybe she's married to someone different or, you know, her kids are two years older or one year less or who knows. Like maybe she has a mom that's an alcoholic or her dad wasn't in the picture or, you know, maybe there's good things about them. Maybe they came from a wealthy family and they have a trust fund. Like you just, you never know, okay? And so why do we waste so much time comparing ourselves and I think we do it subconsciously I don't think we're doing this like on purpose okay I'm not like sitting there going oh my god like she's way prettier than me and now I feel like crap like no I just it happens subconsciously it's the things that we tell ourselves and we really need to be careful because we're listening okay and no one else is listening and we would never talk to our best friend like this shit my best friend talks about herself like this and I'm like I don't know who you're talking about because that's my best friend and no that's not true same with my husband. It's so funny. My husband will always say like, I just feel like I'm, I don't look good today or I'm ugly or whatever. And I, and I laugh and I tell him, that's really cute. Do you think I would marry somebody ugly? Like you're hot, 
you're young, you're fit, like you're a DILF, okay? You're just, continue on your way, sir. You look great. And I just try to speak life into him because he is. And you know what? Sometimes we just lose sight of that. And because we're comparing ourselves to maybe somebody we saw on the internet this morning that's lifting weights in the gym and looks like they live there. And it's just like, who wants that life though? What are you like? Are you willing to actually do the things that they're doing? And what does the rest of their life look like? Are they really happy? So let's focus on us. It's 2024. I'm in this like vibe of if it doesn't bring me more peace or money or health or happiness, like I'm just not for it. So let's purge the excess. Let's purge our following. Like I have unfollowed. Hold on. Let me think. Maybe 300 people off of Instagram. Okay. And it's not even like the fitness models and the influencers. Okay. It's like people from high school that I'm like, I didn't know you in high school. I knew of you. I know we went to the same high school, but why do I care what you're doing with your life right now? Because I really don't. And I really don't need to see that, you know, you're having 500 kids and you live on a, in a beach house in Miami. Like, no, I don't really care. <laughs> like, it just, it has nothing to do with me. So I just unfollow. There's even like, my friend was telling me she follows a lot of um, those organizational Instagrams that like teach you how to like have a beautiful pantry where every little like cabinet thing is uh I can't even think of the word it's not a cabinet container thing is like glass and it has like that pretty bamboo lid like and they put the cereal and the flour and the sugar and the you know granola and whatever in there and it's all like organized like no my pantry doesn't look like that does it affect me no does it work perfectly yes can I find what I need yeah am I happy does it really add to my happiness No. And she was like, I will literally watch those videos and be like, oh my gosh, is my pantry supposed to look like this? Now I need to go home and buy all these containers off of Amazon and like have this like aesthetically pleasing pantry. And it's like, no, you don't. Okay. I'm here to tell you to stop. It's not healthy. It's not helping anyone. Just stop. And you know, for me, even like some of the, the, the positive things that I follow, because I've really tried to start following like a lot of positive things. So, you know, maybe like people who uh, talk about their spirituality and like God and just like preach the word almost on social media. Sometimes I can even find myself comparing to them. Like, oh my gosh, they have more of a relationship with God than I do. They're farther along in their walk. They, you know, are more like uh, committed and religious to seeking that relationship with God and like they're they're better than I am. It's just like so it's such nonsense and I know it comes straight from the enemy and you really have to be careful because like we're listening, like I said. And so it doesn't have to be the skinniest, prettiest, most rich, successful person on Instagram. We can be comparing ourselves to people who, you know, are just a little further along in something or have something a little prettier or nicer or something that we want and we feel like we are less than. And automatically, it's it's hurting us. And even as moms, like there are so many mom influencers out there that I feel like show motherhood in such an unrealistic way of like, 
oh my gosh, I have this like perfect like little house on the prairie dress on and my kids are eating like fresh sourdough muffins from, you know, this morning and homemade squeezed orange juice and I just got chicken eggs from my chickens in the backyard and I'm making breakfast you know with my apron on and I have a full face of makeup and my hair is done and my house is immaculately clean I don't know about you that is not my life that is not what my toddler wants to eat in the morning that's not she's screaming at me at like 7 a.m when she gets out of bed to give her a freaking banana because she's so hungry And it's like, cool, here's your banana. And then in like 10 minutes after I've sat here and had my coffee, I'll make you a meal. But it's not going to be like made from scratch sourdough muffins. Okay, (laughs) like why is that the expectation? It shouldn't be. My kid still eats a nutritious meal. She's like living a great life. I was telling my husband this the other day. I'm like, our daughter lives a fantastic life. She's spoiled. She has everything she could ever want and need. She has a roof over her head. She's never hungry. That kid is fully fed at all times. She gets her nap when she needs her nap. She goes to bed on time. She has her favorite stuffed animals. She gets to go to the park and the library. And I take her on walks with her favorite dogs. And like she lives the life, you guys. And she's so happy. We're the only ones who are like, oh my God, we need to be doing more. We need to give her more. We need to accomplish more. Why are we not living in this six bedroom, perfectly newly constructed farmhouse that we've seen on Instagram with black frame windows and a gas lantern? I'm sorry, that's my dream house. I'm just putting it out there. But (laughs) the fact that we don't live in that doesn't affect her childhood. She's having a wonderful childhood. So... I was telling him like she's living the life and really your kid just wants and needs you. They don't really care about all that other stuff. They're not aware of like the street that they live on, at least not at her age, you know, and I never want my kid to feel like somebody else is like, I don't want my kid to start comparing, you know, so I want to hopefully like humble myself and get out of that comparison game so that I can be that leader for my daughter of like, hey, we don't need to compare to other people because we're worthy of love and we're worthy just the way we are, the way that God created us just because we exist. And so we don't need all the extra fluff and you're no better or no worse than somebody who has more or less than you. We're all created equal and we need to treat each other that way. And more importantly, we need to treat ourselves that way. So I just want to leave you guys with that. Um, I hope that it encourages you to start unfollowing people. Maybe you need to clean out your closet or for me, it was like my makeup. I was like, it was overflowing. It's disgusting. I had so much makeup from years and years. And I was like, this is gross. It's breeding bacteria. I don't even use all this stuff. And I was laughing, telling my husband, like most women have like a makeup bag and I'm over here with like a makeup desk of like just everything. It's so nasty. So clean that out. But I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's your thoughts. Maybe you need to clean up your thoughts. Maybe you need to clean up um, who you're following, like I said, or the friends you surround yourself with. There are so many people that will suck the life out of you and put you down and make you feel less than. And those I'm telling you right now are not your friends. Okay. They're not your friends. 
I'll tell my friends the truth, but I'm not going to put them down. They're still my besties and I will have their back. So um, just take inventory. I don't know what it is for you, but I'm sure there's something that you can clean up and just make yourself feel lighter, open up, you know, more creativity, maybe just something new that you want to start doing and a hobby or a thought, or maybe you want to like clear up some of your finances and pay off some debt so that you can like start staying home with your kids. And that is an incredible goal as well. So you guys can find me on Instagram at life with Lenny. I have two eyes in both of those, or, you know, you can reach out to me on my blog, lifewithlenny.com, but it was great talking to you guys today, and I hope that you have been encouraged to be the CEO of your household and know your why.